0: Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Bat Flip Crazy Podcast. I'm your host, Toby. I'm excited today to be going over some waiver wire targets for uh, the week ending in July 9th. We'll be covering Jordan Zimmerman, Tyler Anderson, Tyler Molly, Mike Miner, Jose Arena, Kyle Tucker, Jed Jorko, a few closers, Will Smith, Tyler Clipper, David Robertson, and then uh, taking a look really quickly at Garrett Cooper in, in very deep leagues. So it's an exciting show. I'm even more excited over since the fifth episode. We have had the podcast added to a bunch of different podcast platforms, including iTunes. So you can now listen to the Batflip Crazy podcast on iTunes. This is pretty exciting, you know, when uh, I started batflip crazy about a year and a half ago, um, I just started out writing blogs and it's pretty pretty sweet to now have the podcast and be having that on on iTunes. It's cool to see the the logo and the art there and and to be able to use uh, this platform to spread some fantasy baseball love. We're new obviously and we're hope that you're you're enjoying the podcast and really want um you know hope you appreciate that we're providing you know in-depth and analysis and that it's helpful and so if folks could go to itunes just search for bat flip crazy and uh, give us a five-star review write something nice about why you appreciate what we're doing it'll help us a lot and yeah really really would appreciate um, those reviews uh, a lot Um, You can always find me on Twitter at batflipcrazy, and you can also see the blog at batflipcrazy.com. In the episode, cover a bunch of waiver wire targets. Also covered a bunch of waiver wire targets uh, last week, including Nick Kingham, John Gant, Will Smith, Jesse Winker, and a couple others. So feel free to listen to that pod. Some of those guys are definitely still available on your wire, and... Um, Hopefully they can, uh, you know, the analysis will will be helpful for you as you look at your fab or your uh, waiver wire pickups this week. All right. Enjoy the show. All right. The first guy we're going to cover this week for our waiver wire pickups and our top waiver wire pickup. Generally speaking, I mean, obviously, you know, I oftentimes think in a 15-league context. uh, So in 12-team leagues, that may not be the case. But um, he's a guy who I think can really help fantasy teams uh, across the board with what he's doing right now. So uh, Zimmerman, the profile looks really nice this year. You know, he's currently got a 351 ERA. Um, and a 105 whip, 56 strikeouts in 56 and a third innings. Now, the great thing about Zimmerman is everything in the profile really supports, you know, what he's doing. If we look at all the ERA estimators, you know, your FIP, XFIP, Sierra, all of them have him um, right around his current ERA. So he's 351. Um, the ERA estimators are as low as 3.04 for his ERA to 3.84 um, for his ERA. So he's looking good there. His K minus walk rate is really nice at 20.4%, and that's thanks to a very low walk percentage um, and a slightly above league average K percentage. The very low walk percentage makes a lot of sense. He's throwing about 65% first pitch strikes, which is you know about four to five percent above league average. Um, He's got a league average zone percentage, but what's really helping him limit the walks is his O swing. So the percentage of pitches he's swinging at outside the zone at 34.4%. That's uh, well above league average. And so he's getting guys to chase outside the zone, which is limiting the numbers of walks and also probably um, inducing a lot of weaker contact. Um, which uh, you'll you'll see in some of the numbers I get to in a second. In his last three starts, his swinging strike rate is up to 11%, and his O swing is at a great 37.3%, while um, at the same time his first pitch strike rate has dropped you know, having that high O swing consistently is gonna help him limit uh, the overall walks that he gives. So when you look at kind of the strikeout skills and the walk skills, you got slightly above average strikeouts and you've got some um, borderline elite uh, walk rate right now for Zimmerman, which is a great start. The key for uh, Jordan Zimmerman has been um, the use of his slider, which is a nasty pitch. He's throwing it a ton recently, about forty percent of his pitches in the in over his last three starts, and he's also bur- bumped up his curve usage to twenty percent over his last three games. So he's throwing his four seam fastball about forty percent of the time, that slider forty percent of the time, and his curveball twenty percent of the time. Now that slider has a, a WRC plus of forty seven, which is uh, means that it's a well above average pitch. Um, he uh, 222 uh, WOBA allowed on that slider, which is also well above average. So you can see that the outcomes that he's getting on that pitch have been really strong. The curve has a ridiculous negative 33 WRC plus, and an equally ridiculous uh, 100 WOBA allowed. Now he started throwing that pitch more, so he hasn't thrown it as much as the slider. You'll probably see those numbers change um, as he throws the pitch more often. But they're obviously both um, great pitches, and they both have uh, above-average swinging strike rates, which is helping to really boost up that swinging strike rate we see at 11% over his last three games. Um, xstats, uh, org also supports this. So just a reminder, xstats.org... Um, is the brainchild of Andrew Perpetua, and essentially they look at the exit velocity, uh, vertical, and horizontal launch angle of each batted ball, as well as some factors like park factors, weather, etc., to determine the likelihood that each uh, batted ball will be a hit and what kind of hit. And so that's where these expected stats are coming from. Now they support um, uh, his ex Babip, his x Average, his ex Obera, are all about pretty much in alignment with his actuals. Um, and uh, and he's got a decent batted ball profile, including a 22.5%, um, or excuse me, a, a high pop-up rate, and he's inducing 22.5% soft contact, which is well above average of 18.1% across the league. Now, over the last month, as a result of the performances we've talked about and some of those skills in the last three games, um, he's got the third best expected Woba of any starting pitcher with at least 300 pitches at uh, 237. So that is awesome. That is um, elite uh, production so far. So, since a lot of what we've seen so far, you know, the skills, particularly recently, support what he's doing, I would definitely recommend adding Jordan Zimmerman in all leagues. Um, and he should really be your top pitching priority. You know, when you get into your 10-team team leagues, you know, it obviously depends on who else you have on your squad, but he's a guy who can really contribute, I think, you know, having that mid-3 ERA to potentially even lower than that, 1K per uh, 9, and a low whip is what you can expect from Zimmerman moving forward. You know, wins are going to be a little hard to come by with the with the Tigers, although their offense isn't. He isn't as bad as as folks were thinking but um you know he's a he will be a great add for you um and your fantasy team uh, on the waiver wire this week The next guy on the list is um is Tyler Anderson of the Rockies Now Tyler Anderson and I have a little bit of a complicated relationship over the years I was really high on him last year, coming out of his rookie season where he led the league in average exit velocity allowed, um, and I saw some really nice things in the profile at the time. And I actually uh, did a bold prediction last year that he would um, that he'd be a you know, a better fantasy player over the course of the season than Kyle Hendricks, which didn't exactly worked out. Now this year. Um, I wasn't I wasn't in on him, you know. I I've, I've, I've always respected the skills. I've thought he he's underperforming what he um what the skills indicate, but throwing at cores for half of his starts and you know some of his struggles last year, I was a little bit more down on him heading into this year. Um bought in on him a little bit into the season. He had a really high swinging strike rate that I really dug. But it seems like every time I start him he does terribly, um, and every time he's on on my bench or I've dropped him, he does wonderfully. So I'll do everybody a favor, and I'm not going to go after him this week on the waiver wire, and that means that his excellent performance will continue. Uh, getting into some actual analysis, though, um, Anderson has uh, already thrown 101 uh, and two-thirds innings. Uh, he's got 94 strikeouts during that time. He's got a 3.9 era with a 1.22 whip so a decent whip um de- decent era you know helpful in deeper leagues um he's he's got a 276 babbitt which is um you know lower than he's ever had before his career average is 301 and then he he's got a 75.2 percent strand rate which is you know about in line with his uh, career average his k-minus walk rate is at 14.5 percent which which is all right. His swinging strike rate, which is really where you know my love for him this year has come from, is at 12.3%, which is well above league average of about 10.6%. Um, so it's surprising to see that you know when you look at his you know strikeouts um, yeah, per innings, you know 8.32 uh, K per nine. You know that's a little low uh, given what the swinging strike rate is. Um, his first pitch strike rate is also solid at sixty-two point three percent, a little bit of above league average. Zone percentage is above league average. Um, Z contact below league average. His O swing is about league average. So overall, about league average. You know he's generating some decent soft contact. Twenty-three point four percent, about five percent above um, league average, which is which is uh, really great. One interesting thing of note with Anderson is that um, his rookie season. He had an over fifty percent ground ball rate. Was really seen as a ground ball pitcher, and over time, he's you know, or over the last couple years, he's really become a more of a fly ball pitcher, giving up forty point one percent, so above league average, uh, fly balls. You know, that is um, just something to be mindful. He's actually uh, pretty good at um, limiting uh, average exit velocity on fly balls so he does a, a good job of managing that and you can kind of see that in the home run for a fly ball rate of 13.2 um, percent right now so you know anderson has gotten back on a lot of folks' radars probably 12 and 10 teams and 15 teams 15 team leagues he's mostly owned not in all um, you know he's thrown a couple eight inning gems in his last two starts including one at home against the giants this past week Um, underlying a lot of his recent success is a career high usage of his cutter um, which uh, has been one of his two most effective pitches this year it's got a 68 wrc plus 265 woba and a 14.6 percent swinging strike rate so you want to see him throwing that pitch often he's run um, very low BABIPs in both of the starts so obviously that's not something that we can expect to continue but you know he gave up you know, two and three hits, I think, respectively in those two starts. And that's not something that we're expecting to see from him necessarily. Um, a lot of that can, you know, um, he's definitely appeared to be due for some positive regression. You know, all of the numbers indicate that he's pitched better than the outcomes thus far, including X stats having him at a 289 uh, expected on-base average um, versus a 310 WOBA um, You know, uh, actually. So he's still underperforming, you know, what we expect, although it's always hard to tell with folks who pitch in cores because they generally do tend to um, underperform on some of these uh, metrics. The most appealing thing about Anderson over his last three starts um, is that 14.8% swinging strike rate, which is really solid, you know, borderline uh, elite territory. He also owns the sixth best best expected WOBA over the last month, according to Baseball Savant, at 249. Again, awesome. He's essentially become a three-pitch pitcher. I mentioned the change and the cutter are his best pitches, and now he throws a four-seam fastball. He's really gotten rid of the sinker. He doesn't throw it very often uh, at all. Um, And one nice thing about Anderson is that his four-seam fastball has a high swinging strike rate for fastballs. So it's at 8.3% this year and 7.2% over the career. So that really helps, you know, he doesn't have any of a pitch, you know, with 20 plus percent swinging strike rate like you see oftentimes with guys with such elevated swinging strike rates. But because his four-seam generates uh, quite a few whiffs compared to other fastballs, um, it helps him maintain that higher, um, that higher swinging strike rate overall. Now, he's somebody um, who's always had these intriguing skills, um, and he, you know he's really a, uh, shifted, as I mentioned before, from a ground ball to fly ball pitcher. And one of the good things this year is he's seen a 5.5% increase in the number of pop-ups, which are essentially automatic outs. Um, and that's reflected in um, his career low uh, expected BABIP of 293 Um, You know, his BABIP, as I mentioned before, is at 275, so he may see some regression there. But with the home runs, um, you know, he has um, he's gotten uh, unlucky there um, so far this year. So they've kind of compensated for each other. And that's why you see him having uh, a lower expected on base average than um, his actual WOBA. So, you know, all of that to summarize is you've got yourself a solid pitcher, He's got the skills, and maybe now that he's focusing on these three pitches, you know, um, we'll start to see a little bit more consistency from him. That's always been uh, the really frustrating thing about being an owner of him is that lack of consistency. And it's not just a Coors thing because he also struggles, um, you know, on the road. His splits aren't that uh, bad between Coors and, um, and on the road. But... You know, maybe he's turning a little bit of a corner here with that increased cutter usage. So um, he's a guy that I don't mind adding um, as a waiver wire target um, heading into this year. And he's probably my second, you know, ranked pitcher of the folks who are widely available, um, you know, uh, on the waiver wire. The next three guys I'm going to cover fairly quickly. I won't dive as in depth. Uh, They're Tyler Molly. Mike Miner and Jose Ureña. So Tyler Molly uh, is a guy who's intriguing. Was intriguing to me, and I kind of delved into him a little bit because the skills over the last five games um, have been been pretty strong. Um, over those five games, he has a swinging strike rate of twelve point three percent, an O swing of thirty three percent, and overall uh, in the course of the season, you know his ERA is three sixty six. He's got about a K per inning with 97 and 98 and a third innings um, and and so you know there's some things to like here but um, you know as I delved in what I really see in the last five games is while his skills have improved a lot of his um, a lot of the uh, a lot of why he, he's He's pitched better as BABIP driven. So he's got a 269 BABIP over the last five games, Um, you know, but there's no real discernible um, change in the contact that he's given up. So, you know, his soft contact is about the same. His hard contact is about the same. The only shift seems to be an increase in ground ball percentage and a dip in line drive percentage, you know, and that might explain why the BABIP's down a little bit. But line drive percentage, you know, fluctuates a lot. Um, and so it's not really a good indicator to look at about why, you know, somebody's BABIP should improve or not. You'd actually expect with a higher um, you know, ground ball percentage versus fly ball percentage that a BABIP would, would increase. But, um, you know, he's, he's a guy, um, you know, who I would take a shot at if I'm desperate. You know, if you want to bet on the skills but i really do think that the batted ball profile is going to catch up with him um you know he's got a 3 that, that 366 era right now his fip is at 456 um you know the era uh, estimators um you know don't like him that much 405 xfip 423 um sierra so he's somebody who's probably due for regression He's got a high walk percentage so far um, this season, and he hasn't really paid for that yet because he's boasting a 81.5% strand rate, which is well above um, league average. So he's a guy that, um, you know, while there may be some promising signs, I really think that he is somebody who is due for some regression here pretty soon. So I would be staying away from him In deeper leagues you know he's probably not available in 15 team leagues if you are desperate as I mentioned before you know it wouldn't hurt to um, you know pick him up maybe play some matchups take a look at the skills see how they develop but I do think he is uh, coming in for some regression here soon Mike minor is a guy who's on people's radar he's given up three or fewer runs in the last five starts there's absolutely nothing in his profile that points to change except for the 216 Babbitt that he has over the last five starts his hard hit rate is actually up his soft hit rate is about the same his five ball percentages is up which may account for some of that change in Babbitt but not all the way down to 216 his O swing percentage is league average um, his swinging strike rate is down to 8.3 percent over his last uh, over those last five starts his first pitch strike percentage is way down at 51 percent over that time I would say sell, sell, sell. If you do have minor and you can get anything for him, um, I would be um, I would be selling and, and seeing if I could get something, anything. Um, even one of the guys that I've that I've mentioned here, Jordan Zimmerman, you know, Tyler Anderson for sure. I don't think you'd be able to make those um, deals, but um, I'd be getting rid of minor because uh, something something bad I think is going to happen um, here in the in the coming starts. You can also see this, he's got a 331 expected WOBA, which is above league average uh, over the last month, and so I think that's much more his true talent as a starter. Uh, maybe he'll go back to the bullpen sometime soon and be uh, more effective. One guy who I wanted to cover um, who is really interesting to me is Jose Araña of the Marlins. I was interested in him a little bit earlier in the season because he started throwing his slider, which is his um, you know best pitch a little bit more, um, at the beginning of the season. So I was intrigued, but of course, you know, then he starts throwing his fastball more and a lot of the skills are not, um, weren't as good. You know, they took a turn for the worse, but if you look at the profile, he's got a 418 ERA in 99 innings pitched. He's got a solid 118 whip, which is nice. Um, and his BABIP is right around league average, 299 strand rate. You know, right at right around a little below league average at 69.4%. Um, he's not a strikeout guy with those 81 strikeouts in 99 innings, but he is. Um, you know, he's been able to manage contact really well, and he's also has a really low walk rate. So his walk percentage is 5.7%. Uh, so 5.7. percent of the plate appearances against him finishing a walk. Good for 2.09 walks per nine, which is solid. Um, and that's helped give him, even though he's got a below average K rate, um, 14.3% K minus walk, swing strike rate, 8.8% below average. What really helps him mitigate walks or limit the number of walks that he's given up is a above league average, 33.6% O swing percentage. So he's getting folks to, um, uh, to chase a decent amount, which is nice. Um, All the ERA estimators are below his 418 ERA. So you've got a 382 Sierra, for instance. He's thrown three strong games in his last five. The other two he struggled. But the skills have improved in some ways. So that 33% O-swing for the season is actually up to 38% over his last five games, um, which is really great, you know. Um, his swinging strike rate is below league average, as I mentioned. It's up a tit, uh, up slightly at 8.9% over his last five, but nothing too crazy. His fastball be- ball velo is up. He's throwing, uh, on average, his fastball is 96 miles per hour, which is great. And he's throwing it more often and actually fading his slider and his change a little bit. That slider is his best pitch. I really do hope down the road that he feels more comfortable throwing that pitch more often because the only way he's going to add those strikeouts and becoming a really compelling pitcher is by doing that. Uh, He's got a 45 WRC plus on that slider, 222 WOBA, 12.7% swinging strike rate. So it doesn't get the Ks that that a lot of, you know, more elite sliders does, but overall it's it's generated some good outcomes. His fastball is fine. You know, his changeup is good. It gets swings and misses, but um, it gets hit really hard. So that's kind of what you're dealing with um, there. Um, over the last month, he has the 12th best expected WOBA at 267 and an ERA of 367, despite having an elevated bat over that time of 337 and a league average strand rate. So he's pitching pretty well recently. So he's a guy in 15 team leagues You know that you may want to look at if you're really looking for help with your ratios. You might be able to help out a little bit with the ERA, decent amount with WIP. Obviously, you know not going to be a huge help for Ks. Or wins on the Marlins, but you could definitely do worse. So that wraps up um, our pitching waiver wire options for um, this week. Again, uh, the pod last week had some other guys like Nick Kingham, John Gant, where I delved in a little deeper there. Um, I also covered some closers like Will Smith, who you need to you need to get um, if you uh, if he's still out on your waiver wire. Next up, we're going to cover some uh, hitters. The waiver wire is pretty barren on hitters these days, but we'll cover a couple guys, um give you what we can on them and then um yeah. For hitters, we are going to cover Kyle Tucker, Jed Jerko, um as the uh as the two two hitters that are generating kind of the most interest um from folks on Twitter as I mentioned. Things are pretty barren, um, in the hitter department. We did cover Jesse Winker, um, uh, last week. Uh, Definitely a great pickup. Um, you know, there's, there's some, there's some guys out there, but, uh, the, the pickings are slim. If you do have a specific question about a different hitter, uh, please do reach out on Twitter. I'll do my best to get back to you as, as soon as I can there. So Kyle Tucker was, um, was brought up from AAA, uh. Today, which I'm recording this on Saturday. Well, I guess it's Sunday morning, uh, but it was Saturday when I uh, uh, initially was doing the research on this. Um, He was he was uh, uh, brought up from AAA by the Astros. Um, He was hitting uh, sixth in the lineup, I believe, sixth or seventh in the lineup for his first game. Got one hit. Had a couple of Ks. I guess he was struggling with sliders a little bit, but he is a super intriguing prospect. You know, one of the few really impact prospects that's left to be brought up. He's got a power speed combo. So he had 14 home runs and 14 stolen bases with a 306 average um, as a 21 year old in Double A, um, and he's really obviously entering an ideal situation in Houston where he's going to be in a terrific lineup. Um, you know houston is a smart organization i think they're going to give him a long leash they've obviously given jake Marisnik and others plenty of opportunities to show that they can help out the team and they haven't been impressed so i think they're going to give a decent um leash to tucker and he's also you know their one of their prized prospects and so i think they um they have uh they have high expectations for him, and I think they'll put him in a, in a position to be successful. Uh, he's a guy with that power-speed combo, the good average. The play, the approach at the plate is solid. You know, his um, his K rate is fairly low, you know, at or a little under 20%. Um, his walk rate is, you know, uh, close to 10%, you know, 8 to 10%. Um, so a decent apl- approach at the plate. But, um, you know, really an intriguing guy who's especially recently has hit the cover off the ball. He's a guy that I'm uh, comfortable bidding a significant portion of my remaining fab on. Um, You know, for instance, I've got 450 about in one league. and I'll probably put in a, a bid of between 250 and 300 for Tucker because the situation is great. That power speed combo is terrific. Houston lets people, lets folks steal bases. And if he's hitting sixth or seventh, he should have a decent amount of RBI opportunities, um, as well as an opportunity to steal bases. And so um, he's one of those few impact bats that I feel comfortable with um, in terms of uh, bidding a decent chunk of, of remaining fab. Jed Jorko is the next guy that we'll cover. Um, you know, for the season, most of his skills are worse. Um, including his plate discipline and contact, though only only a little bit. They haven't dropped too dramatically. He's hitting the ball harder, you know, 9% uh, increase in hard hit rate, and in the air more this year, a 4% increase in five-ball rate. And his seven home runs so far align with 6.7 expected home runs, so he's earned those. Um, he's really on folks' radar because the Cardinals have are losing patience if they haven't lost patience uh, with Jose Martinez in the field. Um, side note: My dream is that Jose Martinez gets traded to the a- an AL team that can DH him full time, because uh, you know he sat back to back games earlier this week. It's just brutal. I own him in a lot of places. Um, anyways, getting back to Jorco, he's done well the past week. He's got a 405 expected wOBA over the last week, so um, he's earning that uh, those those good outcomes. 337 over the last two weeks, which is above average. Still, though, when you take a look at the skills, they're really not that good. Even over those last seven days when he's hitting the ball well, his Z contact is rebounding. It had dropped dramatically recently, but it's still down at 76.7%, which is about 8% below league average. So not ideal. That, that K rate is going to increase dramatically from its 23% right now um, if he continues that. His O-swing is also improving of late, but that's only because it, it had increased dramatically again. It's still only at 33% over the last seven games. His hard hit rate is actually under his season uh, average over the last seven games at 33%. His fly ball percentage is up at 48%, so he's probably connected on some of those fly balls to generate um, that solid expected woba. So obviously you ride the hot bat, you see what you can get. He's got decent eligibility, second base, third base, shortstop some places. The Cardinals have a good week, although they only play five games, but they're against the White Sox and against the Reds, so three, uh, two pretty poor pitching staffs. So I don't mind picking him up, looking to play him in the shorter term, but there's nothing in that skill profile that really shows um, – shows that he's going to be sustainably good over a longer period of time. So ride it while it lasts, monitor the skills, see if they improve at all. But for right now, um, he's not a guy I'm necessarily prioritizing unless I really need somebody uh, to fill in a hole at second base, third base, or shortstop. Those are the uh, the two hitters that I'll delve into a little bit, Kyle Tucker, Jed Jorko. Um, Three guys just to, to be on your radar um, who are closers. So Will Smith, you know he shouldn't be on the waiver wire in your league, but if he is, pick him up right away. He is a dominant closer. Talked about him in last week's episode, so give it a listen, but everything, everything this year is dominant. It's just he's a dominant reliever. He is going to be a dominant closer. He's going to be one of the better closers from now until the end of the season, so pick him up now. Some update on that, Hunter Strickland got transferred to the 60-day DL today. So he's, he's not, um, he won't be eligible to come back until August 18th. And if Smith pitches like he's pitching, he's lights out. He's much better pitcher than Strickland. He does well against righties. They have another lefty in uh, Watson in the bullpen. Then I don't think he comes back if they're still in the race and, and they take that job away from him because he is uh, very good. The other two closers, uh, Ryan Tapera on the DL. Tyler Clippert is filling in for him. Again, just a fill-in if you're desperate for saves. Clippert uh, has some solid skills this year, but he's prone, as we've seen um, over and over, over the last couple seasons. He's just not the pitcher that he used to be. David Robertson or Dellen Bat- Batansis, Robertson's more likely to be unknown, but Chapman, uh, Araldis Chapman, was removed with a, uh, with a knee issue um, from today's game. So one of those two guys will probably be the closer. But is through the eighth inning today, so maybe it's him. But Robertson is worth a stash just to see if the, if um, Chapman has to go on the DL or if it's a longer-term issue. Obviously, the Yankees' closer has a lot of value. One guy I just want to touch on really briefly for very deep leagues or as somebody to kind of stash if you have the room is Garrett Cooper um, of the Marlins. Um you know he's back from after being injured for all of the season. He's playing pretty much every day for the Marlins. He hit 23 home runs uh, in uh, parts of three seasons and 500 plate appearances in AAA in his career. So he's got some pop pedigree. He's also hit for a lot of average. Fangraphs gives him um, right now a 50 hit tool and a 60 power tool. Um, so he's a guy who you know either monitor him, see how he's doing. Um, or, you know, if you have room, add him to your team right now, stash him on the bench, see what happens with him in deeper, deeper leagues. He's definitely a guy that I would look at adding, um, you know, to, uh, um, to see what he can, he can provide for you. I think the Marlins are going to give him a good run of play. So those are some hitters, some closers, uh, cover right there, um, who may be on your waiver wire depending on the uh, depth of the league. <laughs> well that'll wrap up episode six of the bat flip crazy podcast once again i'm your host toby thank you so much for listening as i mentioned in the intro we the podcast is now available on itunes and other podcast platforms Uh, if you enjoy it please do go give it a five-star rating uh, leave a review it'd be really helpful um, for us as we uh as the podcast gets moving along good luck with all your fabbing all your waiver wire work this week hope this podcast has been helpful and as always thank you so much for listening